0: to the good old boys
1: fantasy football podcast now here's your hosts kevin Derek, and alex
0: all right and welcome in ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the good old boys fantasy football podcast i am Derek, and joined as always by your co-host kevin alex is uh, not going to be joining us tonight he's a little under the weather but we'll see him back here sooner than later kevin how we doing
1: not nah, doing good man doing good alex uh if you're tuning in rest up um lots of vitamin c um, you know, maybe a warm bath, maybe some bubbles, whatever, is going to help you get through this buddy, but we're, we're pulling for a speedy recovery for you.
0: I like that. The, uh, the old bubble bath, you put a little elderberry in there. I hear that's good for the, uh, for the immune system. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever it takes that way, we can get him back here uh, for next week, ready to rock and roll here. And, um, yeah, cause he, he definitely had uh, one of the shines of the, uh, of all time there on that Derrick Henry call. Uh, and we'll yeah, get the
1: pine. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. yes, the pine I said shine, but yes, the uh, the pine of Derrick Henry and man, oh man, was that a was that a? I, now the question is, is when he brings that up, do you think it's going to be the Greg Dortch call that he made that one time, or the Derrick Henry call that he made the one time? Oh, well, for his
1: sake, I hope he's saying it's the Derrick Henry call because a lot of people this season are for completely forgetting who Greg Dortch is.
0: <laughs> yes, that's uh, them. a big facts. As they say, big facts. So uh we do have a great show for you tonight, though. We are gonna be rocking and rolling through a whole lot of good stuff. We've got some waiver wire we're gonna touch on. Uh we've got the pine and shine results from week three, as well as we've got Thursday night breakdowns for you, and we've got the pine and shines for week four. And uh, you know, like we just alluded to, had you had you been listening last week, you would have known to uh you know, go somewhere else other than Derrick Henry for your uh, for your deal, and you would have avoided getting only two fantasy points for your running back situation there. So, um, any news or notes you want to hit up here before we start getting touching on the waiver wire?
1: I am um, denouncing my Broncos fandom, so I am a free agent in NFL fandom here at the moment. So, uh, you know, oh those- no, I.
0: I'm actively rooting on whatever team's playing against the Broncos because at this point, if the Broncos lose out, Caleb Williams. Yep. yep I'm I, now checked now.
1: Arizona. Arizona
0: yep. took care of that. The problem
1: is I, I said this last week. I don't know where the win comes from. Like a lot of people point to this week, you know, the rebound game and the Bears. Eh. You know, or was it two weeks when they play the Jets at home? Eh. Like I don't Jets-
0: know. The Jets play defense.
1: Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Like that game's gonna be ugly, but I could see a 13-10 Jets win.
0: I could see it six three. That's one of those that you know very much like uh like last year when we had that uh, in the Denver prop where it was the you know, no touchdown scored in the game. I'm gonna be actively looking for that prop when we get to that Jets Broncos um you know game. No no touchdown scored in that one and just see what that one looks like. So
1: yeah, absolutely. So yes, so I'm I'm a free agent. Uh, I'm open to being persuaded one way or another. There are a couple teams that I absolutely will not join the fandom of. Um, I'm not going to upset anyone by announcing all of those, but th- th- there are a select few that I'm going to say absolutely uh-uh, no way. Um, but for the most part, there's probably about 22 to 25 teams or so. Uh, I'd be well uh, interested in becoming a fan. So, uh, let me let, let me know what's going to take. Let me know what your thoughts are, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, these Broncos are—I don't know, man. Like it's just—I've never seen an NFL ass whooping like that before, right? That that was historic. Yards given up, uh, obviously the seventy burger that they gave up. Two points from the regular season record. Three points
0: from time, the all-time record. Um, and the only reason it didn't tie was because McDaniel said they've had enough. Hmm. Like, they've had because enough. He I can't anybody...
1: Because he believes in karma of the football gods, right? Like, that's yes. kind of what he's saying. Like, look, we're not chasing it. He goes, but I do want good karma for my team. And I don't think that that's what would have happened had we just kicked it to kick it. So, you know, it, these these I, I, I feel bad for my fandom. I feel bad for Broncos country. Like, and, and the fans that call that team their team and, and root and cheer them on week in, week out, because no one should have to endure that, right? Like, congratulations, Miami. Like, you, you you hammered us. Congratulations. But no fan should have to go through that. Like, that's just brutal. It's ugly. It's a poor performance from top down, you know, from from management to coaches to players, Um You know, I I don't know that we're ever going to see anything quite like that again in our lifetime, honestly. Um, But
0: Uh, last time it happened was what, 60, 70 years ago?
1: 66. Yep. Last time it happened was 66.
0: Yeah, that's a. It's a long time ago. But, hey, just just think about the fact that if the Broncos you know, manage to go 0-17, there's a really good chance that we get to see the Marvin Mims-Caleb Williams connection again, right? And the Oklahoma Sooner fans know what I'm talking about uh, from a couple seasons ago when that was very much a thing. And uh, I'd, I'd be excited about that. So, um,
1: I was reading an article on Monday about the, the five – Biggest mistakes that the Broncos have made since Super Bowl 50
0: was one of them not hiring uh Kyle Shanahan, yes, and was was the other not hiring Josh McDaniels, uh, not even interviewing Josh McDaniels when they had a
1: hit. No, McDaniels wasn't on there. Um, McDaniels wasn't on there. Kyle Shanahan was one of them, uh, trading for the haul that they gave up for Russell Wilson. Like, I don't know that it's necessarily the player more so than what it took to acquire him. Uh, one was the Paxton Lynch draft.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and how that, like that looked, um, you know, and one was bring bring Vance Joseph back like uh, the higher. And it was a two part. It was hiring him as a head coach to begin with and then bringing him back this season. Like, you get it two for – you were 0 for 2 with Vance Joseph. Like, he was not qualified to be a head coach. That's where you should have got Kyle Shanahan. And then you decide to bring him back because you let uh, – is it Ejon, Ejon Evero? Yep. Out the Out the door, and you fiddle-farted around, and you couldn't bring back um, – oh, no, his name's escaping me, what too. got a
0: Fangio?
1: Yeah, Vic Fangio like Sean Payton was talking about, and he went to Miami. I mean, it's just – you have zero pass rush, right? Like, you only have two defensive backs, right, between Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons that are worth it. Like, at this point, sell them off. You need to get rid of – and it's not because they're not good players, but you need to start acquiring picks. Like, you need to acquire picks and build it back up. Sertan, Simmons, goodbye, go – see what you can get for either one of your tackles. Goodbye, go, you know, running back's not really a market. Okay, fine. But, you know, you're hung with this Tim Patrick deal and he hasn't played a down, a down since they signed him to a Mm -hmm. massive contract. Cortland Sutton's playing just well enough. I think you could trade him and get something out of him now, maybe a little bit more than what you were seeing at the beginning of the season. You know, if teams are more interested in Judy, then move him like it's done like blow it up, blow it up. Like go from, you know, sputtering in kind of NFL purgatory by just being meh and just below average to just be stinking terrible and build it back up. Cause this is hogwash. Like I really, the words I want to say would get us kicked off of YouTube. Like I really, (laughs) I really don't know how to explain that besides just hogwash.
0: Yes. So it is bad. It is bad. I'm just that that's the only solace I have is that there's, you know, there's we've got the inside track towards uh, Caleb Williams now. That That's all they got to do is lose to the Bears because the Bears also have two, uh, you know, two draft picks that very well are going to be very high up there. Uh, since they also have Carolina's draft pick and Carolina, uh, well, we've seen what's going going on down there as well, but.
1: And even if, you, even if you end up, like, I just want you in the one position so that way maybe you can trade back and get a second first-round pick. Like, right. it's not Caleb Williams that I'm pining after necessarily. Like, depending on how this plays out, maybe it's the kid from Washington. Maybe it's Drake May, right, the, right. the kid from North Carolina. Like, there, there's some good quarterbacks that are going to be coming out here. So it, it's not necessarily, you know, winless for winless for Williams, but it is, like, get in a position where you have a top – pick, like two, three pick, and then see if you can turn it into two top picks, like somehow make it work to where you can get some bang for your buck here and start building this team the right way. Because it, with what the Texans did in this in this draft, right, and they're being competitive, right? This is working for them. We knew it was not going to be an instant turnaround, but being able to get two, their two top guys on the board and you're... Anchor on offense in CJ Stroud and your anchor in on, on the defensive side with Will Anderson. At least you have something to look forward to when you're starting, right? Your young receivers are starting to pop with Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Damian mm-hmm. Pierce is it, he's coming along, right? We we thought he might have a little bit better start than where he's at, but you know, he's he's not he's not unusable, right? He, he's he's serviceable for what he's doing here, like blow it up.
0: I'm, I'm so over it. Yep. Um, we'll just go ahead and move on because we can sit here and wallow in our Broncos sorrow all night long. But uh, we'll go ahead and move along here. We got a couple of comments coming in here, and then we're going to hit up some waiver wire. Uh, Mr. COD Reaper uh, saying he used to be ranked number two, just moved up to number one in his league, starting off three and oh. And he's been tuning in every week and asking lots of questions and getting help uh, along the way. So nice job, Mr. C.O.D. Uh, Picked up Thielen and Henry. Dropped uh, Zach Ertz and Nico Collins thoughts, or do I need to make changes? I probably would have hung on to Nico Collins over the Adam Thielen deal, but I can see where you made the move, Uh, especially if Andy Dalton's back there, Mingo going down. I think Thielen has another big week, but I think he's – very short-lived where he's got one, maybe two more weeks of fantasy relevance here before he uh, slides backwards on that.
1: that- yeah, season for, for the entirety of the season, I, I do like Nico Collins, right? A little bit younger. Don't think he's going to wear down. Yes, last week was a little bit of a bummer after a couple really strong weeks. But, uh, you know, he's he's not he's not at that le- level of Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, right? Like he, he is, he is a couple tiers below. So you're going to have some of these subpar games, but that's why he's a flex play, right? Like he's a flex play, maybe a wide receiver too, depending on your situation. And, you know, uh, Nico Collins, it, this particular situation, right? If I'm in a league where I just lost um, Williams from the Chargers, Nico right. Collins or or Tank Dell are guys that I'm actively looking for. Like I'm hoping that someone like that is on the waiver wire. Like I'm hoping that, you know, the Zay Flowers owner gets frustrated. Like I can't wait for bye weeks now. Right. Like that's what you're waiting for. And I shouldn't say waiting, but that's what you're hoping for. As you get in bye weeks, people have to make some tough decisions and they drop they drop players that they shouldn't. So Like I said, season long. I like the idea of Collins. Very short term, I understand why you want Thielen.
0: Right, and actually, any more after kind of diving into some things and looking at it, I think I'd rather. I I think I'm actually leaning Tank Dell over Nico Collins, Um, just from the standpoint that he is really starting to shine when it comes to uh, getting targets and the connection between him and CJ Stroud really seems to. uh, be a uh, be a thing starting to to really develop down there in Houston. So
1: yeah, that slot spot for Dell is is working out well, right? Like he's not pushing, he's not going up against press coverage. He's a little bit closer to the quarterback. He's he's running a lot of in in cutting routes, if you will, um, to make it you know directly in in CJ Stroud's line of sight. Like there's a lot of good things because of what Tank Dell's route tree is currently for the Texans that um, he. he he has a high ceiling, right? Can have a high ceiling. We just saw him have a really good week, but he probably has a a natural safer floor than Nico Collins does. Um, You know, where I fall into a trap personally is I love big outside receivers, right? Like tank Dell is fun, but these, the slot guys, I feel like at times they all just become one in the same. Like I like a big dominant outside receiver and I'm just, kind of pushing for Nico Collins to do that. I'd love to have him emerge so I could have him as kind of my clear flex play in our home league, right? I'm bouncing around between a couple different guys right now. I think I've started a different flex guy every single week this year. I know I
0: have.
1: You know, part of it, you can call it an embarrassment of riches because I do like the guys that I have to fall in there. But at the other times, sometimes it's nice to just set it and forget it.
0: Very true. All right. Miss COD Reaper saying that his roster this week is Watson, Mostert, uh, James Cook, Metcalf, Judy Everett, Myers, the bench. He has Lawrence Algier, uh, Robinson. It's Brian Robinson, Higgins, uh, Thielen, Hunter Henry, and Jamal Williams on the IR. Going up against Burrow, Javante Williams, Bijan Robinson, Stefan Diggs, Godwin, Kittle, Ramadre Stevenson, Bench of Gino, uh, Zeke, Damian Pierce, Zay Jones, Jaden Reed, and Sutton. I I think he's alright here.
1: I think he's all right. The one thing um the one thing that I think I might do is I, I do think I'd probably start Higgins over Judy. Um
0: Yeah, I'd take just, a shot there.
1: I I just don't know. I don't know what Denver team's going to show up, right? And they're clearly struggling to score more than 20 points a game outside of the Washington game, right? Other than that, they've, they've really been struggling to put up points there. Um, I think the Bengals coming off a big Monday night win against the Rams, trying to find their stride here a little bit. Uh, and I think T. Higgins could be, can be a thing here for him this week. And it also helps mitigate the Joe Burrow from your opponent's roster, right? Because if he's throwing to Higgins, you're getting those points and basically negating what his quarterback is doing. So I think uh, that's something that I'm, I'm interested in doing is playing Higgins over Judy. But other than that, I, I like the roster. Like I like where he's at right now.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Rod, Rod tips down on the uh, YouTube. Got a 12-team PPR, one QB, two wide receiver, two running back, one flex. He's got Cousins, Monty, Harris, Pierce, Algier, Watson, Diggs, CD, Hopkins. How do I get better at running back? Do I trade CD for Scary Terry, Brian Robinson, and Flowers? No, you don't. Yeah. And don't- actually, you're not far off on your running back. Monty being hurt has has not helped you out there. But Monty very well may play Thursday night, and if not, I think he's back next week, right? Like this is one of those that the allure for the Lions to potentially sit him um, because then he gets ten more days of rest. I, I think you're fine, and then you're really you're really rolling out Monty and Pierce as your one-two, and then you've got Diggs, CD, you know Watson. We'll see what that that becomes there. But uh, what also is available on the waiver wire, Rod? like like toss that in there and let us let us know what you got running back and wide receivers yeah. on the waiver wire.
1: I I don't know that you're too far off, right? So Najee Harris has been a little frustrating this season. We understand that. Um don't the Warren hype is getting a little ridiculous in some regards. Um and I mean that because Najee is still averaging more yards per carry, right? Mm -hmm. so uh jaden warren is is definitely catching more passes than what you know harris owners would probably like to see but really what the problem is is the steelers offense the touchdowns that they have scored have been deep passes right we had the the uh, calvin austin deep pass Uh, against the Raiders the week before George Pickens broke loose for a 71 yarder. Like they're just not getting down inside the red zone and, and giving Harris the opportunity to score touchdowns. Now I'm personally hoping that lightning will strike twice. And if you are patient with Najee Harris at the end of the season, he will reward you. Right. We saw that we saw a slow start out of him last year. People were getting frustrated Um and then towards the end of the season, he really started to to ramp up, put together a couple really, really nice performances down the stretch, started to fall into the end zone. And while he didn't return his draft day value, uh, he was a guy that you absolutely wanted in your lineup going into the fantasy playoffs. So, right. you know, he is a potential buy low candidate, right? Like if we were going to get into that and maybe – and maybe that's something we can do here for next week, Derek, right? We're going to be a quarter of the way through the season.
0: Yeah, sell high, buy low. Weeks. I like yeah, it. Yeah. We'll add it.
1: So do do a quick segment on that on some guys to target. But I think Harris could potentially be a buy low guy um, if you believe that Lightning is going to strike twice. Now, there's some risk involved with that. Yes, absolutely. But if he's on your roster, if you – it's not, he's not droppable, right? Like he's not so bad that you want to drop him and completely miss out on that. But at the same time, yes, you're going to shy away from him here a little bit as far as putting him in your starting lineup, if you can help it.
0: Right. And, and I don't know that you trading for scary, Terry, Brian Robinson and Zay flowers, like that's a big downgrade at, at receiver. And you really didn't move up in, in uh running back like at all there. So Brian Robinson had had a had a really big game against the Broncos. You know who else had really big games? Devon A. Chain, Raheem Mostert. Devon A. Chain's available in 70% of leagues. I'd, I'd try and get him on the roster through the waiver over making that trade. Uh, I'd go out and I'd look at, at acquiring Roshan Johnson, who's available in 60% of leagues right now um, off the waiver wire. And guess what? He gets to play Denver this week. So there's a good chance that he blows up, has a really good one there, and i I'd probably go – you take a look at that. Um, he's actually saying on a waiver he's got Kendra Miller, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Rico Gwondel. Um
1: Mitchell is interesting because yeah, is. the more the season goes on, the more I think you're going to see him being used, right? Like the Niners – love them some Christian McCaffrey, but at the same time, they understand that they want to keep him healthy. Their aspirations are in February, not September, October, November. So I do think Elijah Mitchell, isn't a bad stash to use as, you know, whether it's, you know, the ability to have some bi-week flexibility, having a different option, depending on matchups, um, that type of thing. Elijah Mitchell this week, I like in DFS, right? A pretty cheap price tag going up against the Arizona Cardinals. The Niners, uh, you know, are, are really humming here right now on offense. So I, I like Elijah Mitchell as kind of a, a buy-down option in DFS if you're going to pay up for a receiver or tight end. So um, just food for thought there. And, and the Rico down – I don't know. It's a nice story, but I'm. He doesn't see the volume, right? This Cowboys offense right now is a little clunky. As as right. why you were potentially entertaining, you know, trading CD Lamb.
0: Right. Well, not only that, they're going up against the Patriots, and what are the Patriots? You know, what is Bill looking to do? He's looking to take away your best option, which right now on the Cowboys' best option is to run the ball. So make Dak try and beat you, and uh, so. Yeah. I rod there's there's other there's other trades out there for you if you want to move CD, I get it but you're you're selling low on him at that point.
1: You yeah. have yeah, the number 1 quarterback currently in Kirk Cousins, right? He's mm-hmm. on track for like a million passing yards and half a million 6000
0: yeah, six thousand yards, fifty-one touchdowns is where he's on pace for currently through three weeks.
1: Yeah, so you got the number one quarterback, you got Diggs out of Buffalo. I like CD is a number two is is so good. It gives you such a a, a natural advantage over your opponents. Yes, you're going to have some down weeks like last week where they seemingly forgot that he was on the field here um, for some reason. But overall. Uh, CD's time will come. They, they will continue to, to work on that and he'll get, he'll, he'll catch his stride here. So I'd sit tight on that trade for the moment. Mitchell maybe, but I don't even know who you drop at that point. Like as I'm going through and looking at this, I'm not sure who I dropped to, to keep Mitchell on my team or to get Mitchell on my team.
0: Right. I'm trying to think too, on what other you know, potential ways he could try and go there. Um, Again, I, I if Roshan Johnson's out there, and like I said, he's available in most leagues. I would go that route. Um, but you could, yeah, you, know, you could be looking at some different different routes there for sure.
1: Reed, I mean, if you're going to drop yeah. anyone for Elijah Mitchell, Jalen Reed, yeah, just because you it's don't good. need it here at the moment, like
0: right. And and Jaden Reed's going to be that third option in a, a potentially fourth option. Uh, like Luke Musgrave's really kind of been coming on lately. So, and Christian Watson coming back, Um, yeah, where reports coming out that he's, the plan is for him to play on Thursday night. So there's a very real option that Jaden Reed becomes. Oh,
1: I read it wrong. Sorry. I was reading Reapers.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I, I think you'll type for one more week. Yep. I think you'll type for one more week. I, 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 The waiver wire is not enough for you to, you know, use priority or fab budget on anyone who's out there. In my opinion, like, yes, Mitchell would be interesting if you have like some bottom of the barrel guy that you really don't want to use. Other than that, I think you sit tight for one more, right? You see if Christian Watson comes back and what that looks like. If that's the case, maybe you try and package Algier and Hopkins to see if you can get something out of that and it's just spitballing right you package that to the Bijan owner for a running back that he might have on his team
0: right i like it all right uh chris asking uh golf deck or stroud i'm assuming that that is for week four and that's how we'll answer that is for this week uh so golf deck stroud this week how you rolling it um
1: I'm going to go with Goff and we'll get into our thoughts on this game coming up, but I just, I don't love the way that Dak's been playing quarterback for the Cowboys this season, you know, with kind of this new offense around him. CJ Stroud is intriguing. Um, I think that would be my number two, honestly, for this right. week. is have Stroud yep. over, over Dak, but Goff, I just, I, I like what these lines have right now, right? I like Amon's Rock, Amon Ross St. Brown. I like Sam Laporta and the emergence there. You know, you, you've seen bits and pieces out of this offense. The bears are are going to go after it, right? They realize that they, they get one up on the division here by taking care of the Packers on Thursday night. It's primetime TV. So a lot of these players, you get a little bit extra out of them. So guys, guys in primetime matchups. Um, I like to start as opposed to just the Sunday games. So when, all, when all is even, I do lean towards those because they try to show out with the cameras on.
0: Right. And that's, that's how I'd rank it. I'd go golf, Stroud, Dak in that order. Chris also asked to start three PPR flex dots and Nico Collins, Drake, London, Elijah Moore, Zach Moss, Uh, If you need a floor play, Zach Moss is your floor play, ceiling play, Nico Collins is how I'd go on that.
1: Nico, Dak. London, Elijah Moore. London has been getting to I think. Mm, Give me a second. Let me think about that one.
0: All right. We'll come back to that one. Uh, Drop Jared McKinnon.
1: No, he's gotten to the end zone. Like they're starting, they're starting to use him here a little bit and they'll continue to use him more as the season goes on. So he's a guy that it's yes, a little frustrating, but you know, maybe you just want to sit on him, right? Like you don't want anybody else to get him as soon as, as soon as he gets hot. But Pacheco's had some nagging injuries already. So, who knows what that's going to look like for the rest of the season? Um, CEH has touched the ball a couple times, hasn't looked that dynamic. And ultimately, McKinnon's going to be the passing down back, right? Like, Mahomes does like to throw to him and trusts him to dump the ball off and, and get him some work when needed. So, I would keep a hold of Jared McKinnon.
0: Fair enough. Um, Hunter Henry or Musgrave, rest of season? Neither. Yeah, I'm going to be playing streaming at that streaming point. Streaming
1: a little bit, right? Like, if I if you made me pick one, I'd tell you Hunter Henry. Like, I just – Mac Jones has to continue to throw the ball to somebody. And, yes, this past week was a down week, but Hunter Henry was tied in two coming into it, guys. Like, he's he's going to be seen as, as an option, which in some ways is mind-blowing because why did you pay – Uh, Mike Gusecki to come in because he's not a blocking tight end. But they brought him in and Hunter's the one still seeing the targets.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Also, what's your forecast on on A-Chan rest of season? Thanks.
1: Okay. I was wondering when this question was going to pop up. We just... So his very first game of his career is his career game. You will never see him come close to what he did this past Sunday against the Broncos, right? Four touchdowns. What was it? 217
0: all purpose yards or something in that realm. Um, 233 just from the line of scrimmage, 203 rushing 30 yards to the end. There
1: you go. So, yeah. So uh, he's not going to touch that again. However, he works really well in this Miami offense. So, I think he will continue to be used, right? Like that is coming out party. As long as he stays healthy, I think you're going to see that. And Mostert has done just fine. So uh, Jeff Wilson owners, I'm sorry, but you've kind of been displaced, right? Like Jeff Wilson is not going to, in my opinion, I don't see how Jeff Wilson comes and and carves out a massive spot when uh, Rain Mostert, has been playing extremely well and as long as his health holds up, there's he hasn't done anything to lose his job. Um and then Devon A chain uh came in and, and lit the world on fire in his NFL debut. So H I think he's I think he's a potential flex play, right? Like I don't think I would rather have Jerome Ford rest the season than Devon A chain a chain ceiling's higher, right? His ceiling is higher. But week in and week out for the running back position, if I lost Nick Chubb, I would rather have Jerome Ford just because of how these offenses are are formulated. Like Ford will see the consistent volume and opportunity as your RB2. A-Chain's going to see some high ceiling opportunities um, just because he is lightning quick, right? He's lightning in a bottle. He does have some wiggle to him. So I think he's a good flex play going forward Um, and we're all running back starved. So, I mean, he's going to get picked up, but I I do think that I would lean forward over a chain. Not many people are seeing it that way. And I understand I might be a little bit in the minority here, but um, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland is a run first offense and Ford is going to be the number one option there. Miami is a passing first option. And eight chain is going to be the fourth or fifth option there,
0: right? And so part of that too, right? Like, interestingly enough, and this is something that that not a lot of folks they kind of glance over when they when they look at that Miami performance that just happened this last week. Savannah Med was was a scratch on that one, right? He was banged up, he was out on that one. Fully believe that had he been a healthy healthy and ready to go, we would have seen a three headed monster on that one as well. And you would have seen him cut into both Raheem Mostert and Devon, a chains uh, week there to the point where realistically, when, when Miami's running the ball and they're looking to do this, I think that they're looking to get it looking to run three running backs out there every single game and get them anywhere from about eight to 14 touches. And just kind of depending upon who's got the hot hand is who's going to see more of the snaps and more of the touches on that one. So it's one of those that's you're going to be playing him for, what he's going to do on on 10 to 10 to 15 opportunities per game. And it's going to come down to him breaking one open and and making it happen. Now he's got the speed to get outside and and make a play happen. Um, So he's going to be a, a big play type of guy, but I think that's kind of where you're, where you're looking at that one. um, And more so that flex play consideration, like Kevin was saying, where, yeah, it's tough to put a guy out there into starting running back one, two position on a guy that's going to realistically see maybe 10, 10 opportunities a game on that one. So that's just kind of how I see that one as well. All right. uh Kincaid or Ertz rest the season? I think I'm going to lean Zach Ertz, who besides this, this uh, game against Dallas here in week two, um, he was seeing nine targets a game. And I think we'll probably see that bounce back there. And so I'm going to take the guy, getting the volume.
1: Yeah, they definitely kept Ertz in line more to help uh, give a little bit more time to Josh Dobbs against this Cowboys pass rush, right? So you Mm -hmm. saw his targets drop out. Um, I'm going to lean Kincaid only because I think Buffalo is – I think the more that Gabe Davis goes off, the more it actually helps Kincaid because now he's the third option and eyes aren't going to be on him as much. So I like, I like Kincaid there. Um, You know, Ertz is definitely tried and true. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. But at some point I do worry about teams catching on with what the Cardinals are doing. Yes, they've been competitive. They've been a bit grimy here the first, you know, three weeks. But now all this stuff's on tape, right? And they finally got that victory after, you know, being pesky to the commanders and pesky to the Giants. And then the Cowboys, like they've they've run the NFC East gauntlet, other than Philly, so far for the, through the first three weeks, and they were they were a thorn, right? And they finally, you know, drew blood against the Cowboys, if you will. Um, but I wonder how soon that catches up to that team. So I'm going Kincaid. I want the team that's going to have something to play for all year long.
0: Fair enough. All righty, let's go ahead and get into the waiver wire. We're just gonna kind of touch on this real briefly. Um real quick, Derek, I want to yeah. touch
1: up on I want to get back to Chris's question there on his, oh, yep. on his start three. Um Yep. So this one it's an interesting slate this week, right? So Drake London is playing in London. I don't like these London matchups, so London is therefore out. I like Zach Moss, um, so Zach Moss is in, and then you're getting into Elijah Moore against Baltimore, I kind of like the upside with that here a little bit, right, like Baltimore just laid up kind of a stinker against the Colts, um, and then Nico Collins, um, a little bit tougher ish going up against the Texans, but or excuse me, going up against the Steelers, but the Steelers just let Devontae Adams feast.
0: Right. So, and the, the Steelers are allowing the sixth most points to opposing fantasy uh <laughs> fantasy wide receivers on the season. They're about uh, a fifteen percent premium um compared to league average there.
1: Yeah, and then the the commanders are playing the Eagles. So I'm going Collins, Elijah Moore, Zach Moss for my pick three.
0: Cosine, I like it. All righty. We got Terry in the chat here. Puka or James Cook at flex full point PPR? Ooh. Why you got to bring the tough ones, Terry? Show up here and you ask the tough questions. Let's see how you are.
1: So, man. It's close, I, but it, I'm going with James Cook. Yeah this week. Now, and, and the reason for that is Puka, I think, still has the higher upside um in the grand scheme of things because of what we've seen him do and the way Matt Stafford was hyper-targeting him. But I do wonder how much of the Bengals film the NFL is going to kind of look at to neutralize what Puka's been doing, right? like They definitely kept him in check. It was more 2-2 well. And forcing Stafford into that second read, so I, I'm wondering what that's going to continue to look like. Now, the Colts' pass defense is not as good as what the Bengals is, um, so I, I see where it's it's a bit easier matchup for Puka, but I think I think I'm going to lean James Cook. I, I like the fact that the game's at home, right? They're in Buffalo. Buffalo knows they need to get this one. Not that it, you know, not that it's a must-win for the Bills. They're gonna be fighting through it for the end, but to kind of get a a early lead, if you will, in the division, they need to get this one at home against the Dolphins. And I think you're gonna see a lot of James Cook because the Dolphins are susceptible to the rush. And I expect this game to be much closer than the Broncos Dolphins game.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to lean James Cook there as well. Both of these guys are in very plus matchups. So if you wanted to go either way, I wouldn't blame you, Terry. Uh, Puka Nakua, the, the Colts' fifth most points allowed to f- opposing fantasy wide receivers there. Um, Miami, the fourth most points allowed to opposing running backs. So you're, you've got plus matchups either way, but I would lean James Cook. Um, Who lean, else are you mean,
1: starting at running back?
0: Yes, Terry hit us up with that one. But uh, who your two guys you're starting up running back would be. Uh, Terry also asking, would you trade away JT and Amari Cooper for Chase and Henry? Um, I think yes. at this point, yeah, I would. It, the Henry part is the one that kind of concerns me, and it really kind of comes down to how many games you think the Titans are going to win. Um, so yeah, I, I do wonder: is is have we seen the end of? Have we seen Derrick Henry hit that wall, hit that cliff? I,
1: yeah, you're the difference. I'm, is I'm not convinced that JT is going to play. I'm right. not like you were at least getting a sure thing. Chase is an upgrade over Amari Cooper. And with Derrick Henry, yes, his snap count has been down a little bit. Maybe you see that change and they're just saving him the first half of the season to let him, you know, save a little bit of that wear and tear because last year in. Towards the end of the season, we saw Derrick Henry slow down just a little bit, right? He wasn't able to break through some of those tackles. This year, they're kind of – week one was good, right? But last week, definitely slow. We're seeing Tajay Spears get um, get some more run right away than I think what many of us thought would be. But, uh you know, CMC and Pollard, wow. Terry, that's an embarrassment of riches there, buddy. Um, good for you, man. Um but anyway, back to my point. I just I'm not convinced JT's going to play. So if you're able to get a haul like this essentially and you get a running back who you know is going to be there and you get an upgraded receiver, I'm making this deal. Like it I, I don't see that there's a reason not to.
0: Yeah. I it's actually funny that you say the uh yeah talking about JT playing. That that's almost what I was looking at that when you know you take the running backs out of it because if JT doesn't play and Henry doing what he's done, who's been out snapped two weeks in a row by Tajay Spears, um, yeah, you, know, you, you are literally looking at, are you going to trade Amari Cooper for Jamar Chase? Answers unequivocally, yes. Um, and then I would turn around, literally, Terry, if I'm in your shoes and making the trade, and I'm immediately turning around and seeing what I can do to try and capitalize on the name power of Derrick Henry and see if I can get uh, somebody else in there. So,
1: heck with that roster, he can – he can do whatever he
0: wants. Yes, he can
1: do whatever he wants. Right? Like you, you may not even be playing him. Like you're going to be right. playing CMC Pollard, Keenan and Allen, Jay- Debo, yeah. and Chase. Like Debo now becomes your flex. Like right. Yeah, yeah. and then you've I mean, then
0: you've got to decide between Puka, Debo, and James Cook as your flex every week. That's a that's a tough
1: embarrassment. Good for you, buddy. Good for yes. you.
0: Absolutely. Um... I feel like we've answered a bunch of waiver wire questions and you can find all the waiver wire stuff on the, every one of the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at YouTube uh, and YouTube, you know, at good old boys, FF uh, we've got all the waiver wire, top picks, all of that there. Anybody that you want to highlight?
1: Um, we, we touched on Devon a chain, right? Um, right. Roshan Johnson is a guy that I have interest in as, as a stash, right. Maybe against the Broncos, if I'm really hurting at running back, but really as the season progresses, um, I think he's going to see more and more of that. So I like him as a stash, um, you know, for, for quarterback play. Uh, I mean, mean, if, if Purdy's, Purdy's still out there in some leagues, right. Because he's picked up as the number two. So I like the Purdy deal. Um, C.J. Stroud, I think, is, is spot-worthy, right, as we're coming into some of these bye weeks. If you have the right matchup with the Texans, I think C.J. Stroud has kind of earned that. I I wanted Jordan Love to kind of be my guy for that, uh, if you will, and it's just not quite ha- happening. Uh, the
0: touchdowns have been saving him, but the yardage certainly hasn't been there.
1: Yeah, and, and Aaron Jones is real close to returning, too, so I, I don't know if that helps or hurts him, honestly.
0: Right. So... I like it. Yeah, and C.J. Stroud, like you said, uh, two, two weeks in a row, 20-plus points at the quarterback position, definitely worth a potential stash to get you through some of those bye weeks. So I like that thought there. Um, any other thoughts here on the waiver wire?
1: Mm, none off the top of my head unless people have questions about it.
0: All right. If you have questions about the waiver wire, throw them in the chat. We'll hit those up. Let's go ahead and head over to the Pine, the Shine, the recaps there. And for the Pine last week um, – Actually got it finally pulled up here and ready to go there. Um, like we said earlier, Alex had kind of the the call of the year so far with the Derrick Henry Pine last week, uh, netting himself about 70 points in our, uh, our little game that we have going here. Um, followed up with uh, DK, Gerald Everett. Both of those looked all right for him. Uh, I called for Madre Stevens, Mike Evans, and Darren Waller to uh, be my Pines. Uh, Mike Evans called not so much on that one, and then uh, you had Jerome Ford, Jamar Chase, T.J. Hawkins, and the one week, uh, you know, Jamar Chase decides to go off, and he still finished below his uh, projected rank. But the fantasy, but this was a crazy week for wide receivers here. And he yeah, that one, by.
1: that one stung a little bit, right? Because he did finish ranked lower. But his points got on it. That one, that one hurt a little bit as far as the Pines go. But it, you know, Jerome Ford again speaking to why I like Jerome Ford over uh, Devon a Chain. Right, it, he did fall into the end zone. The usage is there, and that's a great turnout in a in a matchup that was not supposed to be very good. Right, going up against the Titans and and their stout run defense and and ford still came out as rb7 on the week like that's that's why you blew a big chunk of your fab budget as i did in our home league to get him on our roster i was just not intelligent enough to play him i I sat him fair enough luckily it didn't cost
0: me true all right headed over to the shine recap and uh really the the big call there was the romeo dobbs um, you yeah, know, showing up, shining out again, having a big week there. Uh, any thoughts here on uh on that? Alex had called for Kyron real Kyron Williams, Jordan Addison, Kate Otten, uh missed on every one of those. Um, uh, I called for Jalen Warren, Romeo Dobbs, Evan Ingram. Uh really kind of just hit on Romeo and kind of pushed on the other two. And then you called for Tony Jones Jr., Jalen waddle and Hunter Henry.
1: Yeah, the Henry one was a bit uh discouraging. I, I thought that he would have been used a little bit more. But again, it was kind of the same deal as Ertz, um, right? Because the Jets do have a good defense, right? And they kept Henry in line a bit more. Um, they they were utilizing Zeke and Stevenson both, right? They they were both heavily used in that game. The, the one that hurt was that zero, right? Next to Waddle. Um, I should have come up with the contingency. I didn't Um, And then Derek and I didn't talk about it Saturday after we knew that he was ruled out because uh, that would have hit like that would have been (laughs) a very nice plus number for me um, and kind of saved my week. And unfortunately uh, I did not pivot.
0: The not pivoting does happen from time to time. Um, Any other thoughts on the pine shines?
1: All Mm, right. bad week I need I need to be better. I need to be better.
0: That's uh, that's what I've been telling myself all, uh, you know, so far the last two weeks in our in our home league there that just haven't panned out for me. But this will be a week. And number four, I'm sure. We're, we're good there. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the Thursday night preview here. We got the Lions facing off against the Green Bay Packers and Detroit favored by one and a half. The over under on this one, 45 and a half. Thoughts on this one.
1: I like the Lions. I like the under. I think it's going to be a 24-20 game. Um, But I do think the Lions come out. They're going to set the tone. Uh, I expect a big, slow-starting, hard-hitting first half, right? Um, uh, There was a lot of hurt feelings from the Packers, right, when the Lions went in their last season and won late in the year. Um, So I know the Packers are going to try and come out and do something about that, but – um, the Lions have been playing extremely well. Yes, they dropped that game to Seattle, but, um, you know, weeks one and three, they they looked very good, and they looked pretty good in, in their week two loss. So I think they carry the momentum here, again, to get one up in the division, to kind of take the early control of, of that division, if you will, um, by getting this one over Green Bay. So Lions go on the road, and they steal one.
0: I like that. Alex is calling for the uh, for the Lions to cover. He's, he's taking the over. He thinks that there's going to be lots of points in this one. And he's going to take Jared Goff to go over one and a half passing touchdowns. I have to agree with him when it comes to Detroit on the points there. Um, I do think, though, I think you're spot on when you say the under on this one. This one here, divisional matchup, I think we're going to see a little bit lesser in the points scored there. Uh, this one here feels very much like it's going to turn out a, a 24-21 type of game, like gets us just on that hook under type of thing. Like that's where this thing feels like it's going to come out to. And that's where I'm, I'm looking to go with, uh, I am looking for Sam Laporta to continue his excellent start to the season going over his 41 and a half receiving yards prop.
1: Very good. Um, With what we presume is the return of Christian Watson. Um, I'm going to take Romeo Dobbs under 38 and a half receiving yards. He's been a little bit up and down. Um, The Giants cornerbacks have been doing a better job this year overall. And I, I think he's just going to struggle this week. Um, So I'm taking Dobbs under the 38 and a half receiving yards.
0: Yep. I am uh... still might have
1: two touchdowns, but he's going to be under the yardage.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a decision I'm off to, to make here in the home league on whether or not to play him or not. So we'll, uh, we'll get that decision made here sooner than later. All righty. Any other thoughts here on the Thursday night game?
1: Should be a good one, right? Like, I think this will be an entertaining Thursday night game. Should be pretty close. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, for Amazon's sake, right? I'm hoping they get a good one because the Thursday night games have not been overly spectacular. The The Vikings Eagles game was was pretty good, right? That was a pretty good one for them. Uh last week with the Niners and Giants was just kind of San Francisco in control the entire way. Um so I I do think this one's going to be an entertaining football game even if you're not in the Midwest and don't necessarily have a rooting interest. Fair enough. But I could. Again, my fandom is open. So let me know. Like I could be rooting for one of these two
0: teams. Yeah. I was saying if they were playing the Broncos this week, it'd be really easy for me to be just rooting for all of them. So exactly. Terry saying this past Monday night games were all uh, nauseating. I I tend to agree that that Cincinnati game was uh, finished interestingly enough, but uh,
1: the the pass rushing in that game was awesome though. Like, yes. The the some of the play, yeah, but holy smokes, Henderson getting after Stafford and and what the Rams were trying to do to disrupt Joe Burrow and finally got him to move off a spot a little bit, but it was too late. But if you're a fan of pass rushing, it was, it was fun to watch. There were some licks laid down in that game.
0: Yes. And then uh, a GZ 20 on YouTube asking, are there any running backs you're high on going forward? Should I be trading for running backs Are Gibbs, Monty, white, Warren, Charbonnet, Hunt, 3-0, Three and zero, but feel like they need to improve at uh, running back to dominate the league.
1: Um, I like White. I like Monty. We we have, we both like White, right? And we both right. like Monty. So Correct. the injury was a bit of a a bummer, right? But I do think that once Monty comes back, he's there. Um, I i i am I am not buying the Kareem hunt hype at all. Like I nope. just the Go same coaching staff, form. the same. Uh, ownership were, were the people who you know, let him freely walk out of town because they had Jerome Ford on the roster with Nick Chubb. Um, so I, I don't think that he's going to be much of a factor. Uh, Roshon Johnson, right? Like if you're looking for a cheaper option, Roshon Johnson. Um, Jarek McKinnon, kind of like what we talked about earlier. Like if you're looking for guys to stash, um, those are – kind of potential options. Buy low candidate could possibly be Najee Miles, Harris. Um, yeah. Could possibly be Josh Jacobs. That owner could be frustrated too. He hasn't done a whole lot. Um, Aaron Jones is another potential buy low since he's been out the last couple weeks. That owner could be frustrated. Miles um,
0: Sanders would be a guy I'd throw into that mix as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and, I, so, and
0: if you look at Miles Sanders' strength of schedule in the playoffs, it is really good.
1: Yeah. So there's definitely some options out there. You just got to find the right dance partner. Right.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. Any other other guys that are cheaper um, or cheaper now than what they were at the start of the season that I think you could kind of have your eye on. I like it.
0: Uh, Swift and Dotson for Pacheco and Watson. I have four good running backs and need a wide receiver. You would still need a good wide receiver at that point.
1: Yeah, I don't think Watson does it. With what Swift has done these last couple weeks, um, he's really finding his own here in Philly. Um, and it's clear that it's him and Gainwell, right? Rashad Penny is on the outside looking in. Um, so I I don't think that that does it. Um, it's, it's a slight upgrade over Dotson, and I think it's a pretty big downgrade to get Pacheco. So... Yeah. And I would be
0: again, I'm, I'm well on the, the record wide
1: receiver. I think that's fine. Right? Like you feel like you can pivot off a of swift and there's nothing wrong with that. But instead of Christian Watson, I mean, I'd be looking Michael Pittman jr. I'd be looking at a buy low candidate for possibly possibly Jerry Judy. Right? Like, and I know that the Broncos offense isn't what we love, but you know, I'd be looking at that option. I'd be looking at Nico Collins. I would be looking at... Um, I'd be
0: willing to go out and see if the uh, the guy having Chris Olave is worried about Derek Carr being out. Like, I'd, I'd take that shot and see.
1: Right. Um Calvin Ridley. Big week mm-hmm. one, bad weeks two and three. like
0: Big first half, horrible ten quarters after.
1: They, fair enough, right? So... I mean, he's another potential buy-low candidate on the wide receiver side. See, we were talking about a segment next week, and here we are. We're just kind of hammering hammering all that through.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to really put, put one out there for that for sure.
1: Um, Nighthawk, are you starting two or three wide receivers in, in this league? Because that's yeah. going to be part. If it's a three wide receiver league, I understand why it's going to be hard to make people budge. If it's two, um, I think we just you – gotta you got to find someone willing to engage in conversation. Right. And see what that is right like if you're looking for if you're looking for tyreek or jefferson or jamar chase like i understand why those folks are saying "Eh, eh, no way um three Three wide
0: wide receiver
1: receiver. okay so that one's going to be a bit tougher right because the tight ends are terrible right they're not dependable so three wide receivers are going to be a bit tougher um you know uh i would be you could pump, try and pump up the fact that Cooper Cup's coming back, and and see if the cup owner who has him sitting on IR is, is looking to budge off of that. That's a possibility. Um, I'm trying to think of another possible one. I, the Gabe Davis, right? Yeah. See if that owner is willing to budge, um, I'd be hitting the waiver wire and seeing if. Um, Romeo
0: Dobbs, Tank Dell, uh, yeah, are um, all out there. Josh um,
1: Palmer, right? Yeah. Like Josh Palmer's a guy, if he's on your waiver wire, I'd be targeting him this week with Mike Williams going down. Um, DJ
0: Chark would be a guy that I'd be trying to sneak um, onto my roster somehow. Like this is one of those that Adam Thielen's getting all the hype on this one, who Adam Thielen's available in a lot of leagues out there. But this could be one of those that we could see some uh, ascension of DJ Chark, who looked pretty good. Uh, coming off the injury, and that's one of those that a lot of folks aren't – Are he's flying under the, the radar here uh, pretty good. So that, that might be a, a shot yeah. there too.
1: Uh, Mims, right, if you're looking for a high upside play, we've seen his explosion here for the Broncos. Uh, yes,
0: yes. Yes, yes, Insane. okay,
1: well, it's nice to know that not.
0: <laughs> so he has Kelsey, Ridley, and Hawkinson right now.
1: Okay. Okay. So hmm. I'm chewing through this. Sorry. I'm running through rosters in my head. Uh, Jacoby Myers, right. Yeah. Might be a potential option for, for Swift Uh, straight up. I think that's seemingly fair. Um, If they're hurting at running back, um, Marvin Mims, Mingo, honestly, like Mingo, Mingo's been seeing a ton of targets, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not catching them yet, but he is seeing targets eight the first week, eight the second week, uh, six in week three before he went out. So you are seeing targets there, which is a good thing. Opportunity is key um, for for looking for a third wide receiver right there. So that's something that you could be looking into.
0: That was yeah. what I was just going to mention, Terry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with Ayuk being out this past week and and Debo having the monster week, yeah, you might have the Ayuk owner a little, a little shook here at the moment and seeing if that's a possible option. I'd love to get him on my roster. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, again, it, it's finding the right dance partner and seeing what people are willing to part with, and then you might have to change kind of what you're looking or willing to give up here, but I do think that, I do think it's possible, right? Like with the way Swift has played the last couple weeks and there's, there's always a Jahan Dotson lover in every group. Like there, there just is. And I think he has potential. I was hoping Sam Howell would be a little bit more efficient uh, with throwing the football than what he's been here so far. Uh, agreed. All we have- Right. Right. Yes. I know you have Ridley, but Christian Kirk is is possible. You may not love having two Jags on your team, but he he's going to see a bunch of targets here and that'll continue. Um Jamison Williams, right? Yeah, see, like the see,
0: potential stash.
1: Yeah, potential stash coming off of um suspension or not suspension, IR, whatever he's on.
0: He's on like both.
1: Yeah. So, um, those are some possible options for you, too.
0: Nighthawk saying that he appreciates it, probably just hold off a week or two. Yeah, if you and if you've got something on the waiver wire, too, like that might be worth it. I don't know if you've got the, the tank Dell or um, the God, I couldn't
1: imagine it's probably,
0: yeah, I mean, you three
1: wide receiver league like that,
0: yeah, but it's, I mean, like in his situation, he's even starting two t- uh, two tight ends there, so you never know. But yeah, I mean, I would take a look and just see if the Tank Dell, Adam Thielen, Romeo Dobbs, uh, DJ Chark are out there. Kendrick out there. Bourne might be
1: a guy that's yes. that out there on your on your waiver wire.
0: Marvin Again. Mims would be another one that I'd mm-hmm. I'd pick up and because uh, if this is this could be one of those that if Marvin Mims has another long touchdown this week, like you could potentially flip him as a super buy um, you know super buy or sell high candidate there. Uh, yeah, he's putting in for Parmo Dell and Thielen so. And if Thielen's out there, uh, DJ Chark is almost certainly on, on the waiver wire as well, and you should be able to get him cheap. Yeah too if you I, can. So
1: I would order that Dell, then Palmer, then Thielen. Like if for me yes. personally, like yeah. I know that's how you rip wrote it out, but as far as priority of your priorities, I would say Dell one, Palmer two, Thielen three.
0: Agree. Uh, Nicholas over on YouTube and uh, asking Pacheco for Zay Flowers.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're if you're looking for a flex play, I'm not opposed to this. I think Zay Flowers is gonna have a tough week this week against Cleveland. Um, but I I'm not opposed to trading off Pacheco for Zay Flowers. I just I'm worried about Pacheco's health. He's been nicked up already. Like there's gonna it feels like there's gonna come a time where he's gonna miss a couple weeks um to just try and get right. It seems to happen to Kansas City every year, and they just find a way to plug through it. So I, I'd be all for that deal.
0: Yeah, I would as well. All Do you guys like Dell more than Nico? It D- depends, right? Like Kevin, Kevin hit this point up earlier in the show where Kevin is far more of a X type of wide receiver, right? Like somebody that's going to play on the outside, uh, that big body type of guy, which Nico Collins is the prototypical X type of wide receiver, big body guy, right? Um, Dell... Tank Dell, I think, has a very good connection with uh, with C.J. Stroud, and I think right now with where C.J. Stroud is in, in his own development, it helps that quite a bit. Kevin gave a really good breakdown earlier in the show about that, how he's coming across this, uh, the inside, doing those quick slants, and he's right there on those quick hits type of deal, which he's he's absolutely doing. So um, it's kind of a push for me at this point. Like I think both of those guys are really good, and I, I don't mind rostering either one. Um So it's going to come down to matchup more so than anything on, if I've got both of those guys on my roster and I've got to start one, it's going to come down to the matchup and, and who the defense on the defense that they're going up against on whether or not they tend to give up more shots on the outside, or they tend to give up more shots over the middle on those quick slants. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that one?
1: No, I think that's about right. If I had to do a breakdown, I'd tell you that I across the leagues I'm in where I have one or the other, I have more Nico than I do Tank Dell, um, but that's because I was I jumped on Nico after week one, and started to just kind of ride ride that through a little bit. Whether I played him or not was depending on the league, but I did grab Nico early. Um, Dell kind of coming on the last two weeks. I, I've been a little bit slower to that party only because in the leagues where I was needing receiver already had Nico and I didn't want both Texans.
0: Right. And this is one of those that like you look at this week's rankings, just kind of c- consensus rankings out there. They're within four or five of each other, right? Like yeah, Nico's like, slightly so like 28 versus point. 32 type of thing. Right? Yeah, and it's, it's like looking at the difference in one point in projections. Yeah. yeah. So they're really close there. So, uh, Call it a split between us, and it's going to just kind of depend on, on who they're playing and, and all of that. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the pines and the shines for week four here. And again, as always, right, when we're talking pines and we're talking the shines, and that didn't get updated. So anyway, when we're talking the pines and the shines for uh, week four here, right, right, the pines are guys that we think are going to miss their projections, not necessarily that you need to bench them. You need to move off of them, you know, that kind of stuff, but guys that are going to have a tough week and we think are going to miss their projections. The shines are guys that we think are going to over produce and outperform where they're currently ranked at and where their projections are sitting there. And so we'll go ahead and keep the order that we've been doing where we give Alex and Kevin, then me and, uh, Since Alex isn't here, I'll just start that one off. So Alex is calling for Brian Robinson to uh, go out there and be a pine this week. Uh, He's ranked running back 21 on the week, and he is projected to do about um, 11.7 fantasy points out there in half-point PPR scoring, a little bit of a tough matchup there against the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yes. So I'm, I'm going to say pine, Tony Pollard right now. He's the consensus RB two. Derek. Let's check our sheet here. Cause what I'm looking at says he's projected for 16.5, not 7.2. I just want to make sure I don't get hosed here on the, on the scoring. Um,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll send over what I've, what I've got pulled up here in a little bit for you.
1: 10 four cause it must be different than what I'm looking at. But anyway, I, I'm going, I, I'm going, uh, Tony Pollard as a pine going up against new England, um, you know, they they try and take away what you do best. Derek mentioned it here earlier in the show. What Dallas is doing best right now is moving the ball on the ground. Um, so I do think Tony Pollard is going to struggle here this week.
0: All righty, which brings me to my pine of the week, and I'm going to take Joe Mixon, um, who we we finally bucked that trend there, where yeah uh, you know, the the running back facing off or who the week before they faced off against Tennessee, seemingly uh, something happened to them that uh, that they weren't able to play in that game. But Joe Mixon currently ranked running back 13, and he is projected for about 13 points here uh, going up against a very, very tough Tennessee defense. And this Tennessee defense is ranked 27th in point and allowing points to opposing fantasy running backs. So they're in the top five of uh, not giving points up there. And running backs, the teams playing them, the running backs tend to score on average about five points less than uh, than the league average there. All right, that's going to go ahead and move us into the wide receivers. And Alex is calling for Stephon Diggs Pine here. Uh He is the wide receiver three, projected to do about 17 0.2 points here in week four. Uh, again, he's just got a bit of a tough matchup when it's all said and done going up against that Miami defense here. Uh, but this is one of those that this could end up a little bit of a shootout. So kind of a gamble on this one.
1: Uh yeah, we'll see how that one shakes out, right? Cortland Sutton had a pretty good day. If it wasn't for those two fumbles, losing everybody four points, Cortland Sutton would, his week would have looked a lot better than than even what it finished out. So we'll see. Um I'm saying Pine Zay Flowers for this week. Uh Cleveland's pass defense has been extremely strong here this year. Um and I'm not convinced that Baltimore has it all together in their passing game here at the moment. So I I am gonna sit Zay this week.
0: Fair enough. I'm going to say to pine CD lamb who's a uh, wide receiver eight this week going in projected to do about 14 points. This is one of those that he's, you know, again, a tough matchup. New England is going to do everything they can to try and take away what, you know, what the offense does best, which is going to be running the ball very much. I think why that you took Tony Pollard for your pine on the running back. Um, this is one of those that if it comes down to the point where they've got to rely on Dak's right arm to try and get that done, uh, against that New England defense. That's where I think we've probably run into some issues here. And uh, I think that CD pays a little bit of a price on that one. So I think CD's going to miss his projections. Heading to the tight ends here. Uh, Alex is calling for Mark Andrews' miss on his projection, who's currently ranked the tight end number three, uh, projected to do about 9.7 points. Uh, this week, again, a, a little bit of a tough matchup there going up against Cleveland. Uh,
1: Kyle Pitts, I, I, I just bench him. Like, it, I'm not sure what Atlanta is doing here at the moment, but what is the point in drafting him where you did to not target the man? Like Kyle Pitts cannot get out of Atlanta for the sake of his career fast enough. Uh,
0: see, uh, I'm going to call for a Dallas Goddard uh, Pine, who's ranked Tight end eighth this week, 7.8 points. Uh, I don't know why we're still ranking Dallas Goddard eighth overall as the, as the tight end there, but uh, up against a tough matchup, Washington has uh, is top three against allowing points to opposing tight ends there. And, uh, like it's it's bad when you go up against uh, Washington if you're tight ends there they just don't allow points and Dallas Goddard has yet to have a tight end finish higher than 17 so I'm going that route with the uh, Dallas Goddard pine
1: yeah he d- he doesn't score
0: no no and doesn't seem to be that that much of a game plan in that uh, that Eagles offense either there all right let's go ahead and get into the uh, shines here. And uh, we'll go ahead and start same way. So, again, the Shines are guys that we think are going to outperform their projections. And Alex is calling for Khalil Herbert to be a Shine this week. He's currently the running back 32 on the week, projected to do about uh, 9.6 points this week. And, well, he has got the Denver defense that he's going up against who just allow running backs to run left, right, center, all over the place. Two weeks in a row, the Denver defense has allowed running back one overall on the week to finish there, first with Brian Robinson, then with uh, Devon A. By the way, they allowed Raheem Mostert last week to finish his RB2 overall. So, uh, yeah, if you got running backs playing against Denver's defense, it's a get-right game for them, for sure. Khalil Herbert is Alex's shine of the week. Um,
1: my shine running back of the week, Zeke Elliott going up against his former team. Uh, I, I, I think this is kind of one of those – Belichick's going to find a way to get him in the end zone. Like, it's – it's I don't know. It's uh, disappointing. The Cowboys didn't find a way to bring him back and that they ended on the terms that they did. So the revenge narrative is absolutely real here, and I'm taking Zeke to have a big game. Currently ranked at RB forty, I think he finishes well in RB two territory at the end of this week.
0: So I was I was originally going to give one and then also give my potential pivot towards uh, towards that in case uh, my guy couldn't go. I'm just going to go with my pivot. I'm going to get rid of my my contingency plan here and I'm just going to go with my guy that was my uh, was my pivot in case my first guy couldn't go. So Roshan Johnson, I talked this one into myself when I was just uh, breaking down Alex's. Uh, Khalil Herbert Roshan Johnson is is going to I think have a very big week here. He's proje- currently ranked running back 33 just behind Khalil Herbert uh, projected to do about 9.5 points on this one and I think this is a coming out party we see for Roshan Johnson who I think is going to have a very big week and shine his outshine his projections. Heading over to the wide receivers. Alex is calling for Jerry Judy um, to go up against that Chicago secondary. Uh, Jerry Judy currently ranked wide receiver, 30 projected to do about 9.8 points. And he is calling for a shine on Judy.
1: Uh, I'm calling for a shine for Joshua Palmer stepping in for Mike Williams. Las Vegas just got torched up by Pittsburgh, who does not throw the ball very well. Um, and so the Chargers are going to come in. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball all over the yard here. So I think Palmer is absolutely going to outpace his 44th consensus ranking here at the moment. And he is my wide receiver shine of
0: the week. I like it. I'm going with our with a waiver wire darling out there this week. And that's Tank Dell, who's currently ranked wide receiver 33, projected to do about 9%. Point four points. He's going up against Pittsburgh's defense who gives up the 6th most points to opposing fantasy wide receivers there and points are um, points are easy to come by uh, going up against Pittsburgh for wide receivers. And I think Tank Dell is going to have himself a week and he is my shine wide receiver of the week. Moving on over into tight end for the shine. Alex is calling for Dawson Knox to, uh, to shine. He's currently the Tight end 22 on the week, uh, projected to do about 5.9 points, and Alex thinks that he'll have himself a pretty darn good game out there.
1: Uh, I'm going with his uh, his teammate. I'm going Dalton Kincaid as my shine of the week. I think he's going to be able to get out in some space here against Miami and cause a little havoc, but clearly Alex and I are thinking along that same vein of you know buffalo utilizing their tight ends here against miami and trying to stretch the field on them here a little bit come sunday
0: i like it i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with the teammate of your wide receiver pine here and i'm gonna say donald parham is my tight end shine of the week who's currently tied in 37th ranked uh projected to do about 3.2 points uh donald parham just seems to be the guy that justin herbert looks to when they get into the red zone I think Donald Parham scores a touchdown this week and easily outperforms at three points projected. So I think we'll see a pretty good Donald Parham week here. And that's where I'm going on my tight end shine. Any other thoughts here on the piner shine for week four?
1: Mm, no, should be a good week. Interesting cast of characters, really. It's like, right. this, this is kind of fun, right? Some guys that we don't talk about, they don't get a whole lot of air time, if you will. Um, Across the board, but uh, I think it should be a good week. We'll see how we shake out.
0: Absolutely. We do have some comments coming in here. Terry saying that he would pine Terry McLaurin and he's going to shine TJ Hawkinson there. So we'll uh, hopefully those work out for you, Terry. Uh, AJZ, uh, um, I butcher that name every time. AJZ, I think is how you actually pronounce that. You guys think Keaton Mitchell could possibly. Be a high upside dart throat or am I tripping? LOL. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm.
1: I'm. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Now, it's possible. Um, but he's got to get right too, right? Because he was battling some injuries and everything else. So it's possible. Like if you, it, I'm not going to tell you you're flat out wrong because honestly, I Keaton Mitchell hasn't even been on my radar here for the first few weeks of the season. So if your gut's telling you, you know, take a dart throw, and if you have the roster space, go ahead. I mean, run it for a few weeks. See see what you do. Um, But I think for me, I'm not – he's not on my radar enough to look at him just yet.
0: Yeah, and with Baltimore, he's really got to try and – I shoot he, he's he's got to kind of work his way into that one and I get that he's got the unreal speed to to do some of that but I realistically uh, we could see Justice Hill back so you, he's what third fourth in that rotation and we could see him be healthy scratches more than not um, on this one there as well so um, upside he you're right he's a he's a possible high upside dart throw but I'm going to be throwing my darts probably other places. Um, first off Terry asking, would you play Goddard versus Washington or Ferguson against new England? I would probably, I'd play Donald Parham against Vegas. That's who I'd play.
1: Yeah. If you're not looking to drop and pick someone up, uh...
0: if those are my options, I would go the Ferguson over new, uh, you know, at new England, but I'd, I don't feel good about that either.
1: Let's see. And I think that's where we're split. Like if you held one to my head, I'd, tell you goddard but i wouldn't be happy about it it's just gonna yeah. be a tough week, right like if those are your options yes they're going to see a couple targets right i think each guy's probably going to see four or five targets right mm-hmm. so it's what do they come down with goddard typically receives the ball is his, his a dot is is a little bit deeper than what ferguson's is so you'll possibly get some more yards out of goddard Ferguson is actually used in the red zone. Goddard's not. So there's touchdown upside with Ferguson. Um, But I don't love either play necessarily this week. I think I'm talking myself into Ferguson as I'm doing that. I like the touchdown upside at least. So it is Ferguson. That's where I'd go.
0: Yeah. Both of them have tougher matchups there. Uh, New England's actually more forgiving against opposing tight ends than what Washington is. Um, as well. So it's the matchup's actually more plus in the favor of Jake Ferguson. If you're looking just straight matchups against opposing tight ends and the points allowed there, but
1: 33 yards in a touchdown outscores 45 yards and no touchdown.
0: This is very true. I mean, shoot, even at that point, five yards in a touchdown still outscores, you know, 45 and, and no TD. So, um, yeah, I, Terry, I'm, I'm not happy playing either one, but I would go Ferguson all righty uh well it takes us down here to the end of it any final thoughts out there for the viewers and listeners
1: uh we are coming up to the the quarter point really i guess almost the third right it's a third of this regular season for fantasy quarter of the nfl season um right so you know, it's, it's getting to be that time, right? We, we kind of understand what our rosters are like. We've seen the trends of some of these teams this week. We'll definitely cement that. And then um, it's, it's time to start moving and shaking, right? As you jockey yourself into position to start getting through bye weeks and, and the gauntlet that that can be, but uh, you know, continue to hit us up at good old boys, FF, wherever you get your uh, content and, and we're more than happy to toss out an opinion, help you out how best we can. And, and, continue to lead everybody to some cash and trophies here at season End.
0: i like it i really like that point that you brought up too right where we're a third of the way through the season after this week or at least for the fantasy season and that kind of speaks to the point that we always kind of bring up there is that you've got to view it really as the regular season is kind of thirds and the playoffs is its own quarter type of thing there as well so yeah you gotta you gotta manage your roster as such right like and I've seen it before, right? Like we have a lot of folks that kind of tune in, like, "Oh, I'm zero three, or I'm zero and So what? Like the the season's not over. There's still two thirds of it left to go. And I've seen tons of teams that go zero and four and manage to get into the playoffs and then win a championship because you know, you just you just keep the grind going. Grind. And teams that are start off four and zero, five and zero, six and zero. They tend to get complacent over that back half there, and they tend not to start watching the waiver wire thing like that. So it is very possible. Do not uh do not despair, even if you start off 0-4. There is still hope, and you can still make some things happen there. So uh question coming in here. Very risky trade. I made boys. This one coming from Dylan. Traded uh Deshaun Watson, Kelsey for Lawrence and Keenan Allen. I have Laporta on the bench, so I felt okay. Hate giving up Kelsey though. Wide receiver depth is cooper uh smith and deontay johnson uh thoughts
1: i don't i don't mind it i don't mind it i feel like you could have yes keenan allen is wide receiver one so i it looks good now but the points that he's accrued through the first three weeks don't mean diddly squat for your roster going forward, right? So I don't know that Keenan Allen is going to be able to keep the pace that he's currently on, but but I don't hate it, right? You saw an opportunity. You took it. The fact that you had Laporta there I think is a um, – it's a nice fallback. Um, it's uh, – I think at the moment Keenan Allen can make up for the points that you're dropping between Kelsey and Laporta, especially with, uh, I'm assuming that's Devonta Smith Um, being able to run Allen Cooper and Devonta Smith is kind of your top three. Uh, You're seeing, you're seeing guys are going to get high upside, lots of targets, at least for Allen and Cooper. Um, Smith is the one who has the high upside there. So I don't mind the trade. Like I don't think it's doom and gloom Um, and there's nothing wrong with trading Kelsey, uh, you know, uh, there's always a swifty out there who's looking to pick them up
0: right oh we got uh, we got a joker in the comments I bet you they really like when I do this bye bye um come on here come, you know come on here and uh, try and try and be a jokester and we'll treat you like a jokester Dang. anyway bye bye Okay, uh, Dylan. None of the none of what I would just say was directed towards you, but uh, yeah, that's one of those that, um, you know, this is one of those that Keenan Allen, when he came back last season, was wide receiver six through the last you know eight weeks of the season that we saw uh, through there. So I think that this, is, I like the move. Um, I like the Keenan Allen side of it. I think Laporta gives you. Enough upside there and enough fallback there. Um, really, this thing's going to hinge more so on what happens with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence and and basically, who's the better QB finishing the season from weeks four through yeah seventeen for you. So that's really where that one it kind of comes down to it, I think you've got enough enough depth to to make that thing work. So. Um, I like it, uh, but but you're right. There is some risk uh, risk to that one. Is Trevor Lawrence hasn't been the guy that that we that I at least thought through the first couple couple They'd be weeks a little here. To start the right. season, right? I really thought we were going to see the third year ascension uh, step uh, step up, and we'd see him continue that pace that he had put to the end of last season, and we'd see him start cementing himself into that top four, top five for uh, fantasy here, and that just hasn't really looked like it. So um, I don't mind the trade. I I can certainly see why you didn't, and I'd I'd probably, if I was staring down the same trade, I might make the same deal. So I like it. Alrighty, looking through any of these other comments here. Um, Dylan saying thanks. Be tuning in again soon. Bayou Bengal uh, Fantasy Network. Hit that like button, y'all. We very much appreciate that. And hoping that we are having a great night. And Dylan says, sounds like uh, caught y'all when y'all were getting off. Uh, you're, you're right, Dylan. We, uh, we roll Tuesday nights starting 11 p.m. Eastern. We go live. And uh, we also go again Friday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern as well. Um, Tuesdays, we typically have Alex with us to rock and roll through the show there as well. Then Friday, Kevin and I go through the entire slate of games here, calling our shots on spreads over unders props, you name it, all that good stuff and helping out with all your fantasy lineups there as well on the Friday night show. But, uh, Kevin, I know I said it earlier and we went through a whole bunch of other stuff. Any other final thoughts out there for everybody?
1: No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Enjoy. Enjoy waiver wires. I'll see how they shake out for everybody.
0: This one should be a fun one tonight. Uh, Dylan saying that he'll be tuning in later. Hit that uh, subscribe and like the video. Absolutely. Thank you, Dylan. And Mr. COD Reaper saying thanks again, fellas. You're most welcome. And Bayou saying that there's some good dudes. You'll learn a lot from uh, from the boys over here. So I appreciate all those kind words out there. Everybody, thank you very much for tuning in, listening. That's going to do it for us. Alex will be back next week. He's Kevin. I'm Derek. Have a good one. Be safe to lose.